Welcome back in. Brady Farkas show right here on this Thursday, WDEV, AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. We are in the throes of March Madness now, but we got to wait a little bit longer for UVM men's basketball. Less than 24 hours from now, though, the Catamounts will be on the floor in Columbus, Ohio, as a 15 seed taking on second seeded Marquette, the Golden Eagles, out of the Big East and the Big East Conference Tournament champions. And as we continue to learn more about Marquette leading up to this battle, joining us now is one of the all-time great Golden Eagles. He's now a member of their radio broadcast team as well and spent a you know, decade-ish in the NBA. It's Tony Smith. Tony, how are you? Brady, how you doing, buddy? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm doing well. Excited for Catamount Hoops tomorrow, but over the last three days or so, we've learned just how good Marquette is. What do you think is this Golden Eagles squad biggest strength? Yeah, you know, I think uh, they they have been on a, a good run. They're playing well together. I think their strength is uh, just their ability to defend at a high level for an entire 40 minutes. I mean, they always defend well. That seems to be their their calling card uh they have ups and downs offensively at times but uh you can always count on their defense and i think that's where they're hanging their hat so i would say that is their top strength you know we talked yesterday to gabe Knightsell over at espn in milwaukee who's also part of the broadcast team on the pre and post game and he said that marquette is i don't know if dependent is the right word but they're really really good at forcing turnovers and that's really one of their calling cards defensively Am I crazy to think, though, that UVM is not going to be rattled by what they do defensively? UVM, depending on what metric you look at, is top five in the country in terms of holding on to the ball, and they have a very veteran-laden team in which they're going to start you know, four seniors. So I feel good about their chances here to hold on to the ball. Am I crazy for that? Uh, no, I don't think you are. I think there's been some, some games that Marquette has not been able to turn teams over, but I don't think that's an end-all, be-all for Marquette. They don't have to turn teams over to be successful they just have to defend force tough shots uh and the the good news for marquette i guess the bad news for vermont is uh usually marquette has a uh, rebounding weakness and that's something that uh, a smaller uh vermont team uh cannot take advantage of they're also not known for their ability yeah. to offensive rebound so that's not going to be a problem for marquette where typically it is you know i don't know exactly how to feel about this on one hand I'm happy Vermont or uh, Marquette's not a team full of seven-footers because UVM is a very small team. On the other mm-hmm. hand, it seems like Marquette has a lot of interchangeable parts on defense, and Vermont has had a really hard time with teams that just switch everything in terms of trying to create offense. So I don't know how exactly I feel about this. I think, though, UVM is going to have a hard time if Marquette's just going to be able to switch every screen and dribble handoff. Yeah, they will. I mean, you're, you're going to have to get uh... – Vermont's going to have to get some penetration to kind of break down that market defense. And you guys got a, a pretty good point guard in Penn. He's, yep. He has the ability to break down uh, defenders off the dribble, and that's <clears throat> where teams get in trouble. And it's not just Marquette. Any team gets into trouble when they have an opposing guard or opposing player that gets in their paint and is able to kick out because Vermont also has a lot of three-point shooters. So I'm, I'm sure Marquette is going to be extra uh, aware of giving up penetration, uh, dribble penetration and a line for kickout threes. When we think about what needs to happen for UVM to stay in this game or pull an upset, I, I think at what point does the higher seed start to get nervous? Does Vermont need to be in this game at halftime? Does, do they need to be in it with 10 minutes to go? At what point do does the pressure set in on the higher-seeded favorite? 
Uh, yeah, you know, this is a new, I mean, Marquette just absolutely went through the gauntlet of the the Big East tournament where the first game against St. John's, they were in major trouble. Uh, they had to come back and win that game. Uh, and then the second game, obviously, was also uh, a tight ball game. So they've been in tough ball games all year long. They've been down at half uh, several times this season. I think they're 8-4 and four, uh, in games that they've been down at halftime. So, uh, unfortunately for Vermont, there's, I don't believe there's going to be a nervous factor with this Marquette team. Shocker has these guys kind of seasoned pretty well. And, again, their record uh, and their track record, not necessarily wins, losses, but just being in tough games all year long where they've been down in certain situations, uh, they just do not get rattled. I, I've, I've been likening them to uh, uh, Jason from the Friday the 13th <laughs> movies. They just keep coming, right? No matter They're down – they're down 10, they just keep coming. They're up 5, they just keep coming. Uh, and that's their methodical approach. And again, it all goes back to what I said uh, initially. They know they hang their hat on the defensive end. And if they know they know they they defend at a high level defensively, they're, they're going to hit some shots eventually. You know, you got guys who can score. They've had six different guys be the leading scorer this year uh, multiple times. Uh, so it can come from a lot of places, and it can come at any moment. They just have to continue to defend at a high level. Tony Smith, former Marquette University basketball standout, former NBA product, also now on the Marquette broadcast team on the radio side of things. He's here with us now on the Brady Farkas Show and WDEV. You know, I've seen the underseeded teams in this tournament take varied approaches to how they want to try to pull an upset. I've seen underseeded teams take the air out of the ball and try to limit possessions and play a you know 55-53 game. And I've seen UVM in the past just want to run up and down and shoot 35 threes and see what they can hit. <laughs> what do you think exactly is the best strategy for Vermont tomorrow? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously the, the equalizer is, is hitting a lot of three-point shots. That's where you're going to get yourself in a lot of trouble if you're Marquette, if you allow – uh, a lot of dribble penetration and a lot of kickouts. And I think, again, Marquette's defensive strategy, they, they typically switch a lot. And without Vermont being able to take advantage of that inside, um, now they're going to have to rely on breaking guys down off the dribble. And uh, Marquette has some outstanding uh, perimeter defenders. So uh, that's going to be their – I mean, it's happened before. It's not like they haven't given up a lot of threes in games. They've done, they have done that before, but – I think that would be the path for them. They have to create dribble penetration uh, and get those three-point kickoffs because, again, Vermont has a, a, a several guys who shoot the three very, very well. You know, we know it's unlikely. The, the history of the tournament says it's unlikely. The Vegas odds say it's unlikely. But that said, it does happen. We saw St. Peter's as a 15 seed last year get all the way to the Elite Eight. So what is the vulnerability on this Marquette team? Yeah, again, like I say, I've seen them been be, be tested all year long with different scenarios. I mean, you've had uh, the biggest player of the year, Tyler Kolek, who's, who's, by the way, not the leading scorer. Uh, I think you guys have a similar situation over there where uh, yeah. you guys had the American East player. He's not even the leading scorer in the team. So uh, you would think, okay, maybe focus on uh, shutting Tyler Kolek down. Well, guess what? Marquette's had 13 games where Kolek wasn't even in double-digit scoring, and they won most of those games. So, uh you can't necessarily look there to shut him down. Um, you know, you, they have the sixth man of the year uh, in the Big East as well, David Joplin coming off the bench, a guy who can get hot from three himself uh, and knows how to score the basketball. So uh, if someone's not doing it, uh, they got other guys to bring in. Um, you know, Stevie Mitchell is one of the best defenders. We, he didn't get defensive player of the year. He went to, to Kalkbrenner, but, um, you know, 
we gave him the unofficial <laughs> defensive player of the year because he's such a pest at the guard. But then you got uh, you got a guy Sean Jones who comes off the bench who's just as pesky on de- on defense on the defensive end. So uh, they have a lot of uh, they have a lot of weapons in a lot of different areas. Maybe not in those top echelon, you know, going to be a, a high pick in the draft type guys. But you got a lot of guys who can do a lot of different things out there on the floor. They're very versatile. They don't need to score to be successful. They don't uh, need to do anything specific. They just do whatever it takes. And, you know, uh, obviously any team has an opportunity to win games. My, my, my whole thing about a matchup like this and, and any matchup like this is the, the, the lower-seeded team, uh, Marquette in this case, they have to respect their opponent. You have to respect Vermont. You have to respect that they can beat you. And I think if you come out with that attitude, you should be okay. Who's the more accomplished Marquette University Hooper, you or Dwayne Wade? <laughs> I'm going to easily be Dwayne Wade. <laughs> Not a question. <laughs> hey, something. This might be the dumbest question I've ever asked, but I find it fascinating. I'm doing research on Marquette last night. There's a city of Marquette, but Marquette the University is not in it. Marquette is in Milwaukee, and Milwaukee and Marquette cities are not even near each other. That that is true. Marquette is nowhere near Milwaukee. They're way up north. Yeah, we're. Uh, everybody always says that. I think uh, most people think we're in Michigan. <laughs> Most of the time, I hear like Marquette, Michigan. Uh, no, we're in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me ask you a little bit about your NBA career. Obviously, here we're following yeah. the Celtics, so we're deep into it. Spent a decade in the NBA yourself. Just talk to me a little bit about being around in in '90s basketball. Your Magic Johnson's teammate. You're playing against Jordan, young Kobe, young Iverson. What was it like '90s basketball? Uh, man, it was it was it was fun. Obviously, you're a young kid trying to make your way. Uh, and I, I come onto the team, and uh, I, I, I'm behind Magic. Now I got to try to beat Magic out in practice. We know that's not happening, right? So now I got to figure out a way to get on the floor. So I, I, I turned myself into a defensive player, and uh, I got some good minutes as a as a rookie. We went to the finals. Uh, obviously, I was tasked to go in and, and try to stop Jordan. I, I think I did a good job. I held him to like 30, so that's not bad. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it, it, it was fun, man. And like you say, all the names that you know that played in the 90s. I played with Magic, Worthy, Byron Scott. I played with Barkley uh, in Phoenix. Uh, so uh, I had a handful of, full, full of those uh, Hall of Fame teammates and then played against the rest of them. So uh, it, it was a fun time. Different game back then, there's no doubt. It was still more so a big man game where where the big man was the focus. You were throwing the ball inside more than you were uh, looking to chuck up threes. So, But, you know, the game has evolved. It's a different game. Still a fun game to watch. Still love watching NBA basketball. But, yeah, 90s was, 90s was fun. You were on the Bucks radio team for a couple of years, and uh, as Celtics fans here, we are worried about the Bucks because right now they're 1-2 in the Eastern <laughs> Conference. I believe right. you got to see a very young and raw Giannis. If I'm right in that, what was Giannis yeah. like at the very beginning, and did you ever see this level of greatness? Yeah, I was. I was actually. Uh, I was not on Bucks Radio. I was on Bucks uh, TV pre okay. and post uh, for Fox Sports. But uh, yeah, I saw when Giannis first got in there, and uh, he was just a little skinny guy, <laughs> and we were like, "Okay, what's this guy? What can this guy do? He doesn't shoot it. Okay, uh, he's not an inside guy. He's not a post up guy. What is he? He was, was kind of like, okay, we don't know what he's going to be, but." Uh, now you see what he's transforming into a guy just who cannot be stopped uh, getting to the rim, and he just attacks, attacks, attacks. And 
but it really doesn't seem to be anybody that can yeah. stop them, especially after, you know, the, they went through the Atlanta series where they built the wall and all of a sudden that became the whole thing, right? We'll build a, just build a wall where he can't drive. Well, people seem to have figured that out. <laughs> and now Gian- Giannis has gotten around that stuff as well. So he just continues to evolve, getting stronger. He's now taking some three-point shots. He's making some three-point shots. But, you know, when they when they picked up uh, former Marquette uh uh, great uh, Jay Crowder. Yeah, um, right. I I called it then. I you know I got my I have my radio show every day here at, uh, in Wisconsin on, on ESPN Milwaukee, and I said that's it. Bucks are going to win it. I mean they're just too deep right now, uh, and they're healthy. Middleton uh, last uh, the last couple games I think he's been looking like the old Middleton, and if you get the old Middleton back, I mean and now you got Jay Crowder to add depth. Um, I think the league's in trouble. Well, we'll follow the Celtics and Bucks battle as we go through the next couple of months. We'll be following UVM and Marquette tomorrow, 245 Columbus, Ohio. Tony Smith, Marquette radio personality and former Marquette legend and former NBA player as well. Tony, man, appreciate it. Enjoy the game. Enjoy the tournament. Yeah, Brady, thanks. I appreciate you guys having me. uh, Play well, guys.